Hello, welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we continue our research series talking about the second and third phase of our 2017 research on millennials and the LCMS. So we are in the middle of a series where we are digging into the research done by our department, uh, especially our recent research on millennials and the LCMS. Uh, if you remember, in 2017, LCMS Youth Ministry partnered with LCMS Research to conduct a study of young adult retention in the LCMS and in the larger Christian church. It was a three-part study uh, that sought to learn about millennials, uh, young adults, uh, to help prepare for working with Gen Z who are currently in our youth ministry. We hope that our findings can be helpful to you, uh, both with young adults and with your youth ministry of the current generation. So we have already covered the first phase of our research where we heard from congregations. In our second phase of research, we conducted an online survey of young adults. This survey took 15 to 20 minutes to complete and asked young adults about their life, current faith practice and theology, and the questions were designed to apply to both active LCMS members and those who have distanced themselves from the church. A total of 2,046 young adults took the survey with an average age of 24. And if two phases wasn't enough, we got through the first two phases and decided we needed a third. Uh, In our third phase of research, we conducted nine 90-minute focus groups. Uh, These focus groups addressed issues of welcoming, leadership, support, and diversity, all topics that we had seen in the previous studies, but we still wanted to dig deeper on. Uh, The invitation to attend the focus groups was offered to both active LCMS young adults and those who had left the LCMS. Uh, Unfortunately, only those currently active in the LCMS chose to attend. We did nine of these focus groups. So Ryan Kernath, our senior research analyst from LCMS Research Services, is back once again uh, to help us talk about phases two and three of this study. Uh, Ryan, can you tell us more about what we did, uh, particularly thinking about the the survey phase of the research? So the the survey phase of the research was an interesting problem. We we really wanted to hear particularly from young people who grew up in the church and had left, uh, were were no longer a part of the church. And uh, that presented an interesting problem of how to actually hear from these people. Uh, So we, we took an approach where basically we relied on the networks that were in place and we used especially social media uh, and other connections to current, you know, people who are currently in the church uh, to connect with those who they knew who had once been a part of the church and had left. Um, and so we, we kind of used that. Um, we used social media, we used email, we used other connections with churches to make that broader connection to people who would used to be there. Uh, and we were, we were, as you've already said, we, we got over 2000 uh, young adults responding to the survey, which was, which was tremendous. It was much higher participation than we expected. Um, it was uh, fairly uh, skewed toward women in the survey. So there were nearly twice as many women as men responded. Which was something that we had to to account for and and, and consider as we analyzed the data, uh, but it also confirmed some other things that we we expected about this group. Um, 
most were confirmed in the eighth grade. Over 70% were confirmed in the eighth grade and nearly 90% were confirmed somewhere between sixth and ninth grade. Um, and confirmation processes uh, for, for almost all of these young people were, were a year or more. Um, so, so it kind of, it, it, it established some things that we, we expected to see uh, as well as some things that we, we didn't necessarily expect to see. But one thing that it's important to know is this, this approach to getting a sample meant that we didn't have exact numbers to say how many young people have left the church, how many people have stayed in, because it was not a truly random representative sample in that sense. Um, so while it, it couldn't tell us who has left, uh, how, how many have left, it could tell us a great deal about those people, so the qualities about the people who had left, even if it didn't couldn't tell us the size of the, the groups. And I think that was really hard for me to grasp the first few times we said it, right? So it's maybe helpful to break that down a little bit in that, like, we, of the people, 2,000 people who took the survey, we did have a, a pretty sizable chunk who had left the LCMS uh, for various things. So either different church bodies or have led the church altogether. Um, and so we had enough of those people to be able to talk about that subgroup, people who had left the LCMS, for example, for evangelical Protestant churches. We could talk about that group, but we don't have enough data to say what proportion or how many people overall had left for that group. Is that correct? what you're saying yeah uh, i swear it took me like four or five times before i was like wait what are we <laughs> how does that work um you know that's, i think it's really helpful for us to be able to those are two different things right so i you don't know exactly where everyone's landed but you can learn all the qualities of where young people who had left um why they left and where they might have ended up and, and like you said ryan we were so fortunate of the number of people who took it those who were actively in the LCMS, those who are maybe still considered LCMS, but um, maybe weren't as actively involved in the church, and those that have left other denominations or maybe left the Christian church completely. Um, and so on one side, we kind of wrestled a little bit, but man, what a blessing, like say social media was or relationships that were there that were important making that connection. After, again, after we talked about the congregational data, where sometimes those relationships get broken a little bit. We saw how social media or some other connection enabled this to happen and that there were young people they could reach out to and take that survey. So as we had these samplings, what were some of the key findings that we had in this survey? Well, as we were saying, it, it, it tells us the qualities about these young people. And so in one sense, we learned, we learned a great deal about our active young adults. Um, and we could see going going into to this survey uh, that, or, or coming out of this survey, that our active young adults, those who have stayed and remained committed to the church, have a high degree uh, of, of adherence to Lutheran doctrine. They, they definitely see themselves, uh, if, if the majority of them at least, as, as strongly LCMS, aligned with the church uh, and, and passionate about what they believe. Um, and we see we see that definitely shaping their opinions and their attitudes uh, through to as we ask questions about the church itself. Um, other things that stood out was that we could see uh, that relationships were essential with these young people. Uh, this is across the board, um, but but we saw that 
adult relationships with adults in their church were very formative, especially for young people who remained active in the LCMS or active in some other church, even if they had left the LCMS. Uh, relationships with parents were especially key, seeing parents who model spiritual behavior, as well as having congregation, people in the congregations form a, a bond with these, with these young people that when they grow up, there is someone that they know they can talk to in their congregation, someone who is, who is safe, who, who, who won't look down on them or, or condemn them, but that they can work through the tough issues with. So we, we see these things sort of spilling out, that, that young people who stayed connected to uh, the LCMS church, LCMS churches, or even just a church in general, were were young people who, who had relationships. They were invested in by the, the adults of their church. And then at home, they saw that their parents uh, were, were living out the faith and were active. Um, so, so, so that was absolutely key. Uh, another, another major component behind this, behind this survey was, was we, we actually asked some in-depth uh, open-ended questions as well. And, a lot of these young people, especially those who, who had left the church or even uh, were still maybe consider themselves churchgoers but haven't been active in their attendance, uh, they poured out their hearts. They poured out their stories uh, in these words. And, and we had, we had quite, quite, quite the, uh, the amount of papers printed out of, of just words they gave us. It, it was it was well over the size of a of a of a mid grade novel, uh, in in the words that they gave us. Although it was all true, um, these these were all true stories of 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 pain, of wrestling with with life and faith, uh, about relationships in their church, about crises they went through, um, that really told a story of of how. Uh, of how relationships and how it within the church really shaped them uh, positively as well as negatively in some cases. Yeah. And the way that leadership impacted them uh, both positively and negatively mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, everything from, like you said, parents to the adults around them, to the environment that their uh, home congregation had to, uh, the environment that they currently found themselves in, if they uh, continue to find themselves in a church. Um, I know uh, that this, we printed off those, uh, like you said, that mid-grade novel of responses we got, uh, and which is how I learned that uh, TSA cannot x-ray through uh, that much paper. Um, it got me stopped at TSA twice, uh, but worth it because you know, we carried it around. Uh, I, we spent a lot of time um listening to those stories as well as specific data points. And, and there were a lot of um, great places in which we saw kind of responses to questions, data points that correlated with the narratives that they were telling us in their stories as well. Um, so when we asked uh, those short questions, everybody got the question, what was a, a pivotal faith moment for you? And, and here we're not trying to talk uh, about anything other than just, is there been a moment where, um, where God has been active in a particular way in your in your faith life. Um, and then those who had left the church, we asked um, a couple of additional short short questions. We asked um, 
if about that pivotal faith moment but we then we asked about um why did you leave and if they would if you would consider coming back uh and here we we want to be able to to look at what what specific things they said about leaving um and maybe to be clear <laughs> as we kind of get into this point we usually do this in our presentations at this point uh Lots of the things the young people discussed holding views that are, are contrary to our theology um, is one of the reasons they left. And as we discuss those differences, we're not suggesting that the church change its stance or turn away from biblical teaching. Um, but instead, we want to hear that well so that we can engage um, both this generation and the next one. So what were some of those common reasons young people gave uh, for leaving the LCMS and what did that teach us? Well, kind of like you just said, uh, one thing that came up often was was disagreeing with certain views of the church. Um, you know, in, in some cases, it's as simple as the person says, I, I don't even know if I believe that there's a God. Uh, I mean, we, we, we saw that coming up, uh, and, and certainly that's, that's a, a, a definite roadblock, a hindrance in, in, in their... Uh, ability to have faith and, and participate in the church, but but we also see uh, what what we've sort of looked lumped at, lumped together as 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 a slew of, of social issues, uh, because mo because these are issues that our our culture and society is is talking about and and having discussions about, um, especially regarding sexuality and gender. Uh, you know the LCMS uh, taking taking a, a, a view, t holding two views, the biblical views that are contrary to what a lot in our culture would would want to say, even about um, the role of women in the church and um, and how that how that plays out with our culture and with the way young people are are holding views that that our culture is is holding that's moving away from traditional biblical values um but it it was also not necessarily a, a causal thing uh, the the survey certainly cannot completely get at every sort of cause and and in some cases we see that that these disagreements don't always mean that young people leave the church so just because they have these views uh differing views and and, and differing opinions doesn't always mean that they will leave the church. Other very common reasons, in fact, in, in some cases more common, were the way people were treated in their relationships with others. So feeling unwelcomed, feeling excluded, feeling left out, uh, feeling judged uh, by the friends they have uh, or the decisions that they've made, the mistakes they've made. Um, that was that was one that came up a lot. The, these young people are telling us stories that they just felt unwelcomed in their churches. Uh, they didn't feel comfortable there, or they didn't feel comfortable bringing uh, certain friends there. Um, and and another offshoot of that was was that a lot of churches they felt just had too few young adults and no support for young adults. Um, and you know that's that's hard for these young people who are going through a very, you know, a, a new phase of life, some transitions in their life. Uh, and they want to be around other people who understand what that's like, what it's like to be a young adult in the 21st century, uh, in America. And 
not having those connections makes it hard for them. And then they see young adults their age at other churches, and, and that can likely pull them pull pull them to to want to connect over there instead. Um, so we we see lots of these stories, and a lot of it has to do with relationships. And it didn't all entirely have to do with necessarily uh, certain positions and certain opinions of the church. It was so interesting to me that the, very rarely as they told those narratives, was it one issue, right? Like if we're looking at, at, uh, at say, for example, you know, our, our stance on, on homosexuality or ordination of women, it was usually that in compound, right? There was a lot of different uh, different things that were, were placed in that, um, I, you know, as one person said, death by a thousand cuts, you know, just a lot of little things. And yet, um, sometimes when we we're talking about welcoming, um, it was one instance that really just stuck out to their mind as being sort of the, the thing that, uh, that, that broke the back, um, you know, or one, uh, they could point to one significant moment in which they felt um, very disconnected or hurt by the church. Um, yeah. Well, and, and one thing that, that really stood out was there is a group of, of young people who have stayed in their LCMS churches, uh, despite the fact that they have um, differing views on a lot of opinion, on a lot of these issues uh, that, that, run contrary to what the church teaches, they hold these differing views, but they're still active in their LCMS church. And what we see the difference there really seems to be was in relationships. They were close to the people in their church, and that sort of acted as a way to, to, to hold them in, to keep them in the fold, um, so that the church can continue to to work and shape them um, through them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that expressed so much to where, again, like you said, those ongoing opportunities to be in relationship with them in the church, being molded by God's word. Um, and it's a humbling thing, I think, for the church, too, that there's always been times where God's word corrects us, uh, brings us to truth, brings us to repentance and to know the, the sweet news of the gospel, too, of, of our forgiveness of sins. And so it's a great opportunity for us to walk together in community. Uh, with young people and, and people of all ages um, as we continue to grapple with life under the cross and life in this world. So we, we, got, we got all this amazing feedback. We got thousands of people to take the survey. We got pages of open-ended answers to these questions. And we went with another phase of research. <laughs> that wasn't enough. Um, but it was kind of interesting. for punishment. That's right. That's right. We love data. <laughs> it was. It's like, we're, we're, we're this far in, let's keep going. Uh, but, it, but even with all that, right, we found some things where it's like, we want a little bit more nuance to this or to, I mean, to ask the good Lutheran question, what does this mean? When we saw either maybe some things in the open-ended, we wanted to know what that terminology meant that was being used. Or maybe even we saw some, like you said, Ryan, we had these interesting groups of people that had almost conflicting data or interesting data that might go different than what we expected. And so we wanted to dig a little bit deeper maybe to learn more. So we went on to these focus groups then. And what did those help us find out then by having those, again, face-to-face -face conversations? Well, yeah. Oh. When we talk about the focus groups, one thing I would also say is, you know, good research always brings up more questions. <laughs> uh, there, there, 
there's there's always more more to dig into and more to learn and and that was exactly where we were after that survey wow. it, it it did bring up just more questions that we wanted to get clarity on uh our, our original intention with the focus groups was to to also have have focus groups with uh, both people who had stayed in the church as well as young people who had left the church. Unfortunately, recruiting for groups of people who had left the church proved uh, too difficult to actually uh, be sustainable. Yeah. Um, so so our focus groups ended up being just of those who, who are still in their LCMS churches today and, and LCMS members. Uh, but even that helped helped to define, first of all, it, it, it acted as a way to, to confirm that a lot of what we had discovered in the survey is does ring true with our young people. Uh, we, we tested some of the findings on them and they, they agreed that, that that does describe their friends, that describes their generation. Um, so, so it helped, it helped confirm, uh, our findings, but, and, and then as well, it helped, it helped us to, to clarify and dig into some of those findings. So, so when we, when we see these, these connections with relationships, adults in the church, when we see the importance of, of leadership, uh, we were able to dig into that and find out, yes, you know, young young people want to be involved in their congregation. They want to serve. They want to be engaged and have relationships, not not just with young adults, but as part of the whole church. Um, that is what they're there for. But they also want to see other young adults in their church. And and we heard stories of how it it is very very difficult for them if they feel alone, if they feel different, if they feel isolated. It's it's very hard to to endure that, even if they're welcomed by everyone else there. Uh, just feeling different, uh, as I believe as one person put it, it you, you don't realize you feel different until you are different, um, and and you are the only one like you who's there. Um, but yeah, the, the, I would go ahead. I was uh, very impressed. I how they described being welcomed in the church. I mean, we heard this sort of concept of, you know, the church is unwelcoming and that was a big theme we saw and sort of why people left. So we asked young adults, like, what does it look like to, for a church to welcome you if you're coming in for the first time? And we framed it up that way. Uh, and they really, uh, their threshold was not particularly high. They were not looking for someone to roll out a red carpet and for them to have some sort of fantastic giveaway. <laughs> I mean, like, they, they really were like, we would like for people to look at us and smile and tell us where the bathrooms are and give us basic information. And uh, many of them described stories of, of going to visit a church and being very shut down. Um, nobody wanted to interact with them. It was very, very much clear that they were unwelcome. Uh, and so I think often churches try and... Um, put a lot of, like, it has to be something uber fantastic that we do, something something uh, over the top that we do for visitors. And really, truly, they're just looking to be treated um, and engaged just like any other adult. And they're looking yeah. to be, um, you know, uh, looking for people to be glad that they're there, uh, <laughs> either yeah. whether it's their first time or as they continue on, maybe in, the, in a congregation for people not to, 
um, to kind of dismiss them or overwelcome them, but just be, be glad that they're there and appreciate who they are and what they're bringing um, into that particular congregational community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They want to be wanted. They want to know they're wanted, know that they can belong. And it's fantastic to hear that that's not... Um, it's like everybody, right? That's not just millennials. Um, everybody right, wants right. to be wanted. They, Everybody wants uh, to have their part of the body of Christ be welcomed and, and um, for their gifts and skills and abilities to be utilized well. And um, that's what everyone wants, whether they're a teenager, whether they're an older adult. And so um, truly, <laughs> if I took anything away from the focus groups, it was that millennials were just regular people who wanted what everybody wants from their church. They're like not, uh, they weren't asking for anything uh, significant or different um, from the church than I think any other uh, person wants. Uh, Marcus, we kind of got through all of those, those phases of data. Were there places where uh, you would suggest churches start reconnecting, perhaps particularly with the young people who have left their church? Yeah, I think a couple of things just to think about are maybe those places where those connections and relationships still exist. So, I mean, I think of like what we found with the survey is that, man, social media can be really a blessing in that. Um, and it may not be the pastor or the church worker, but uh, those young adults who are still connected with the church know their people that they were confirmed with or know the people they walked through high school with. And is there ways to engage them on social media just to know that they're being prayed for, um, you know, maybe an extra invitation into church? Um, to be invited into that community. I think of, uh, you know, after we had done some research, we did some presenting, we had a pastor who told us his story that he had served at a couple of churches by this point in his ministry. And he started going back after seeing the, the uh, congregational survey and looking at his confirmands over the years and reaching out to them on social media or texting them if he still had their numbers just to see how they were doing. And he was blown away by the, re the responses he got and that they wanted to engage in these conversations about life and spiritual matters and scripture and Jesus. Um, and so just being able to, um, you know, keep that relationship going and that connection, even though he maybe moved on to a new church, was really helpful for him to engage in that conversation, just to know that they're cared for um, and that the, the body of Christ cares for them. Um, I think there's something that we've used terms a lot, uh, a lot around the lines of empathy or listening well. Um, and so really listen well to what you hear from young people, um, willing to address those things where they might be struggling um, to show care and concern and love for them. Um, and as well as point them, maybe if they're they're looking at some things scripturally or theologically, that you can point them to some great resources that are out there to engage them in that conversation as they want to dig deep into these things and understand their world, understand faith and where it intersects. Um, and so be able to um, have those good conversations with them that maybe got missed when they were going through their high school years, or maybe they didn't know that question was going to come until later in life. And now they get this opportunity to engage in those conversations. And then I think you were just talking about it. I mean, talking about that welcoming thing is that for the church not to be offended, for the church not to be upset or church workers to be upset if young people do take some time away from the church and step away for a bit, that where can there still be that welcoming atmosphere and that invitation back into community? And if it's not with that same church where they grew up in, to be able to be able to help them make that connection with another LCMS church um, to where they're invited into that community. And so that they know there is a welcoming place for them and that um, we're just glad to have them back, um, that Jesus wants to have them in, in uh, his church. Um, being fed by him and being connected to his people and what a beautiful thing that can be. So really capitalize on that welcoming sense that we have as the body of Christ um, and as God's family uh, to reach out to the people that we love. 
Yeah, the story uh, of the of the pastor who went back and, and talked to so many young people, um, it, for me reminds me, and I think it, it was maybe Ryan who pointed this out at some point as we discussed the survey was um, that the young people who responded to the survey, whether they left the church or not, certainly gave a, a significant amount of time and thought <laughs> in a survey that we asked them to. I mean, that's part of the reason we were so blown away by their response um, was simply that the young people wanted to be heard. Um, and they felt um, connected enough to the church to want to share um, their stories, to want to share their hurts, to want to share um, their thoughts. And so as a DCE, I think often these young people maybe kind of float into the margins and outside of your youth group, you can be like, I don't know how to reconnect, like be encouraged that these young people do want to be reconnected with. They do want to hear from you. They do want to, um, they're, they're open to you saying, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, it may be a little weird, but uh, the responses you get back by and large will be really positive. So uh, we hope that, that this encourages people to go back and uh, scour the thousands of friends they have on Facebook for those kids <laughs> they haven't heard from for a while and, uh, and check back in. You know, we are incredibly grateful that God provided us with this depth of information. Uh, <laughs> I think we've said it several times, but like we never in our wildest dreams thought we would get this much data, especially from the survey. Um, but but every response isn't just a, a data point. Uh, it's a person uh, who's loved by God, who's, who uh, Jesus died on the cross for, and we want to continue to uh, care for them uh, because God loves them. So we, we don't take the information that we received lightly. Um, in fact, we spent a lot of time sitting with it. We hope other people spend time in the book sitting with it, um, praying about what they're reading, uh, working to really understand um, what we've been told and to listen well um, to those stories because uh, we don't want to lose out on that gift of honesty or openness that we received from those young people and those congregations. We are immensely grateful for that gift. Um, we don't want to take that for granted. Absolutely. And so we're going to be spending the next few episodes diving even deeper into the study and some of our findings. And if you want to know more, please don't hesitate to get the free book, Relationships Count from CPH, which is available both in a hard copy version as well as an electronic version for uh, you to read and be uh, looking through that information. So a few things to consider as we close. Uh, one, how might you be celebrating or engaging the young adults you have now in your church? How might you help young people feel comfortable sharing difficult issues and wrestling with crisis and questions as you point them back to the gospel? And finally, who can you reach out to this week and reconnect with as a way to encourage Christ-centered relationship with them? Uh, we are incredibly grateful for Ryan joining us one more time. Hopefully we'll have him on uh, many times in the future. Uh, and we will continue to keep you in our prayers as we, as you care for each of the young people God has put in your congregation and community. We know that you have a heart to see them as disciples of Jesus Christ for their whole lives. And uh, we hope that you can take encouragement from the faithful young adults in our pews uh, across the country and that uh, you can be encouraged as we uh, work to do better uh, through the Holy Spirit to care for high school teens and the young adults who have disconnected from our church. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review. It helps other people find us. Engels Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.